Welcome to Central Coast Chat, the podcast all about what's happening in the Monterey County area. I'm your host, Angelica Cabral, a reporter and podcaster with the Salinas Californian, part of the USA Today slash Gannett Network. Last year around the holiday season, we spoke with Melissa Kendrick, the executive director of the Food Bank for Monterey County. For this week's episode, she's back with an update. Welcome to the podcast. I had you on last year for longtime listeners, but can you reintroduce yourself and just tell me a little bit about the work you do? Yes. Hello. My name is Melissa Kendrick, and I'm the executive director of the Food Bank for Monterey County. We cover 3,700 square miles, the entire county, and uh, we've had a big increase in the numbers that we've served since the pandemic began. We have distributed 46 million pounds of food in the last 18 months alone. Wow, yeah. And when I spoke to you, it was about this time in 2020, and we were still very much in the midst of the pandemic, as as we are in some ways now. So how are things relating from this from last year to this year? Well, you know, it's interesting because for so many, it seems that, you know, the world has moved on and that is absolutely fabulous and that's the direction that we want to take unfortunately for those that they that that we serve this has been you know obviously a very unequal recovery so for those that we serve in many cases their circumstances have remained the same or gotten worse um of course the um inflationary components following um, the opening uh, of, you know, the world in general has really disproportionately affected those that we serve. So when uh, the price of housing, uh, so rent has gone up so substantially, uh, the price of food has gone up so substantially. And really what we're hearing from many of our constituents is the uh, price of gas, which is really, really, really um, eroding their budget. So when they're having to spend now 400 to $500 a month on gas, that's really eating into their food budget. So that's where we come in. Um, in addition, the food bank has been affected by the inflationary components of um, the economy. So our prices for food have gone up 60 to 80%. And of course, we're serving quadruple the amount that we served before the pandemic. Wow. So tell me more about the price of, of food going up for, for you all. Is that the food that you're buying? Is It's more expensive to buy right now? Yes, absolutely. The food that we're purchasing on all of our items across the board has gone up 60 to 80% depending upon, you know, those staples and other products that we're buying. Of course, we are all feeling this when we go to the supermarket. It doesn't matter what you pick up, but obviously either the packaging has gotten smaller or the prices have increased. So imagine if we are buying the quantity of food, like I said, 46 million pounds of food in 18 months, you can imagine how much more it's costing us to operate. And how have you been coping with this? Has there been a change in strategy of how you're handling the work you do? Well, of course, we couldn't do this without the generous support of all of our friends and neighbors in this you know, wonderful county that we live in. We are a uh, you know, nonprofit, 
So all of our funds we raise through individual donors or grant writing or um, you know other donations by foundations. So we are completely dependent upon the generosity of the community that we serve. And we're really lucky that we have such wonderful and generous donors. So we hope that that will continue and we are truly grateful for everyone that has supported us both before, during, and after the pandemic. Have you seen any increase in the amount of donations you're getting pre-pandemic versus now? Sure, people have come out big. I mean, like we said, it's been a disproportionate recovery. So for many, you know, they have done well outside of the recovery. And we are so grateful because they are being, you know, uh, we're hoping and it will continue that we've got such generous supporters that are continuing to help those in need in our community. You said last year when I interviewed you that the bulk of your donations come in between now and kind of January. Has that been true this year? Are you seeing a lot of donations around this time, especially with Thanksgiving coming up? Yeah, it's wonderful because, you know, of course, all of us at this time of the year, the holidays always uh, make us think of those that, you know, are, are less fortunate. So we are so grateful uh, for those donors that donate during this time. We do. We raise about 65 to 70% of our operation costs during this time of the year from November 1st through January 1st. Um, so far, we're seeing um, our uh, donors continue to be generous. And that's going to be really important this year because, like I said, going into this, we were one of the hungriest counties in California. Uh, we also had a higher level of unemployment before the pandemic. Following the pandemic, of course, these trends um, continue. Uh, I was just speaking to, you know, the other thing that we have is we have a lot of uh, seasonal work in our county. We are an ag and hospitality-based community. So even during normal times, because of the seasonality of the work, we always see our numbers go up dramatically during the winter months. What we're seeing now is our numbers were already dramatically increased, uh, you know, during the pandemic. They've remained at high levels. And now we are also seeing the seasonality of that kick in for all of those that are, you know, now returning to unemployment because of the seasonal nature of the work that they do if they had even returned to work. Last year, a lot of in-person activities were not happening for you all when it came to volunteering. Are you back during doing more in-person things now? I'm so glad you brought that up because, of course, 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to food and programs. And the way that we are able to do that is we are depending on over 500 volunteers a month. Unfortunately, when the pandemic hit, we lost all of our volunteers. Um, and I'm going to be honest, it's been slow um, recovery with regards to the volunteers. So we're really hoping now that our volunteers will return or perhaps new volunteers will join us. We've had a lot of people in the warehouse because we're packing our holiday boxes now. We're packing both Pasole boxes and we're also packing our traditional Thanksgiving boxes. Um, and we need to get 
over 10,000 of those packed in the next three days. So we have a lot of volunteers in our warehouse working on getting those boxes packed because we are going to be serving over 50,000 meals for the holiday this coming up holiday season. Are there any other things you have in the works like in the near future in January or anything like that that you would like people to know about? Well, one thing we always say is we're so grateful that people think about us during the holidays, but unfortunately, hunger never takes a holiday. So we have hunger in this county 365 days each year. Uh, We serve over one in four children um, and over one in five adults in the county. So it's really important that we continue to see our uh, volunteers return and that we continue to see the generous donors support the work that we do. We are incredibly enthusiastic and committed and believe that with the support of the community, not only can we not be the hungriest county, but we can go from being the hungriest to the healthiest. So we're really excited about, you know, changing things and making a big impact post-pandemic and really fixing things that existed prior but really became prominent as we all watched in horror on our televisions across the nation, seeing the number and the amount of people that really do go hungry in this country. So we're hoping that um, people remember this and that this is something that we can absolutely solve in our community with the right support financial support, and the right volunteer support. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. New episodes of our podcast are on our website, and you can also listen to us on iTunes. Just search Central Coast Chat. For more of our coverage, check out our website, www.thecalifornian.com, and follow us on Twitter at Sound News.